Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 166 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. Happy 420, Nick. How's it going, boys? Going great. Doing well. Loving life. Excited to talk some playoff hockey. Oh, okay. I was just making sure that it was about playoff hockey and not anything else. But No, absolutely not. It, we're here for business. Gotcha. Good. Um, all right. Now I'm going to toss across the screen up to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, Mac Vogel. What's going on, my friend? Uh, no i'm just kidding it's uh it's good we're chilling we're uh we're ready to talk playoff hockey just like nick said i'm ready to go for this one i know harry you were saying you're reeling i'm ready i've watched at least a little bit of every single game so far this nhl postseason and i'm ready to dive in this is this is one of my favorite episodes of the year is not just the preview but the one right after where you get one to two games in and all mayhem breaks loose i love this time of year uh, I missed you guys last episode. Yeah, honestly, for... like before we get started, dude, hats off to you for doing your marathon. That is so impressive. Like, appreciate if I, it. If I tried to run 2.6 miles right now, I would puke my brains out. 20, 26.2. Yeah, I know. So like a tenth of Oh, you, you said 2.6. I was yeah. like, <laughs> um, yeah, that was hard. But uh, you guys did a great job carrying the boats. I listened to that on the way home on the plane and uh man that got me fired up and i missed this so it's it feels good to be back and i got a lot of a lot of fun for the leafs fans when we get to that one so um i'm looking forward to it um all right before we get started i know mac has a question of the day that's presented by our friends at brackish life i do i have like a, a main question today and then i'll ask like just a little quick bonus thing uh afterwards but the first one let's get right into it um i kind of crafted this question based on something else that was sent to me from sarah baker friend of the pod stephen baker's older sister the other day she said uh this sounded like a question you would ask and i liked that question but i don't want to steal it directly so instead i thought of this uh what type of like what store, what popular like chain store could be any kind of store uh, would would make the best place for like your office to move into like temporarily, let's say, you know, like so let's say like we've all worked a nine to five office job before. Right. We've all had yes. that experience. Yes. Um, you're picturing your classic office. There's cubicles, desks, whatever. If your whole office, everyone there had to move out for, let's say, like a month while they like renovated it. And they were like, I know this is crazy and it's not ideal, but we're going to be moving into blank for a month. Like, what would it be? Like, would it be like a mattress warehouse? Would it be like a GameStop? Would it be like a Target or like... What are we thinking? Before we answer this, if you don't watch on YouTube, I promise you Nick's facial expressions every time we dial this up <laughs> is worth the price of admission for our YouTube channel. So make sure you subscribe <laughs> to that and go check it out if you haven't already. Because if you hear me laughing before the question's over, I'm staring at Nick. Like, this so, is a good one. This is it a is. good one. I, I, I like it is. Like I like it a lot. I feel like the easy cop-out answer that I'm not going to say is Office Depot. I was going to say no, Office Depot. Okay, that's so lame, though. I'm not going to be that guy. One of you guys would be like Staples yeah. or some yeah. shit. Come on. No, I'm not going to be that here. guy. I'm not going Kinko's. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, This is tough. Like, am I talking about, like, and being able to get the most work done or... Not necessarily. Because then I'm going to say like big screen store Best Buy because then I'm just going to check out and like go sit in <laughs> one of those big recliners in like the TV section all day. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um, This is a good question. I originally thought like – also, I guess it depends on where you work too maybe a right. little bit or sure. what you do. Sure. I, I, at first I was thinking uh, Ikea. Would maybe be okay. a, a, an interesting one. I mean, if you work for a business that's shipping a lot of stuff, like logistically you need that. And I also think it could get kind of like 
toxic with the amount of navigating you'd have to do and i would just love to see people be like where did he sit in and it's like it would be funny to not know where people are and you got to get on like slack and you're like where, yeah. where can i find you right now or like, yeah we're having a meeting in the uh in Drop the lamp section and like, all like the all the rooms are like in swedish names so no one oh. knows like where everything is Drop your going pin around each your... corner you're like put it in maps drop your pin i feel like can i change mine from best buy i feel like i'm gonna bump it to walmart okay that's a good one that's a good like one. can There's you a be, lot to work with there. can you be unhappy in a walmart i don't think the answer is yes <laughs> oh because they've got pretty much everything right. costco i'd throw that in there Costco is a good crazy. one too See, i would get I a think, little sick um, of the number of people that were in oh there oh my god yeah but, yeah keep in mind you don't you don't have it rented out the customers are there oh they, you, oh, they are moving shit. about and you're just kind of like thank you Damn. sorry I'm, yeah i'm just yeah sorry you know you're just kind of somewhere in there mac what do you have for this so I, my my instinct was like a department store for the same reason we were talking about like a Ikea or something, just because it's big. There's a lot of places you can go, like maybe for an hour, I'm going to go sit on one of like the beds at like a Macy's or something like that, you know, <laughs> and then like for a little bit, maybe I'll go and uh, like post up in the like gaming section and like work on one of the laptops there or something like that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of like diversity. I like that in an office space where you're not just at your desk all day it'd be nice to kind of have a a campus if you will to move about uh but then i got a brain blast grocery store yeah that that popped up into my head when i was thinking walmart i was also thinking like target because they've got like a huge grocery store section the problem with the grocery store is there's really not going to be anywhere for you to sit and there's a ton of people all the time Mm -hmm. and you're going to be hungry like yeah for like 12 hours a day. What about like a much. cell phone store? What about like an AT&T store or something? Oh, like I'd kill too. myself. Yeah, I would. I actually. Because anytime yeah. I'm in there, I already want to do that. I mean, so that's just true. like just by <laughs> association, I was just, I was just setting foot just on the like, premise. There's not going to be a whole lot of foot traffic. You know, there's going to be like a customer oh, yeah. an hour, like all day long or like two <laughs> but an hour or something like You that. have to listen to that interaction between that customer and the mm-hmm. cell phone. And like, he's got the what do you call down and he's technician, doctor, yeah. t- cell phone doctor. Yeah, yeah. Doctor. I'll, I'll give you one that I think would be the worst place to do it. Yeah. Not that that's the question. The yeah, Apple, the Apple store. Oh, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Just, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. Dude, I have a PC. How does this work? <laughs> Fucking awful. Oh, Every so time bad. you walk by one of those, it's a zoo. Yes. Does, uh, Dave and Buster's doesn't count as a store, right? Because that would just be the best. That, I mean, I don't think so. That's, not, that's, <laughs> just, that's just a place. That's it's like, that'd be like if you were like, oh, the movies. Obviously. Yeah, true. Oh. <laughs> that's like but, more of an activity. PetSmart would be chaos. You could just oh, let all the animals oh, out. Hit me up shit. with that, actually. Hit me yeah. up. I, I would take that. They got all the cats in like the cases. So on my lunch break, I could go over there and just like. Okay, where's Johnson? Like, he's like, oh, he's in the morning sales meeting over in the reptile section. Yeah. He's like, oh, <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> where's Johnson? <laughs> Johnson. Oh, not Johnson. I All guess right. I'll lock in IKEA to get. We. I don't know. That's, that's kind of lame, but no, that's a good answer. I really like it, actually. It's just, it's a good. Qu- so I have to ask, what was the original question that you didn't want to? Steal? So the original question was actually, um, it was a good one, but it was t- it was too similar to one we've already done. It was what letter of the alphabet would make the best apartment layout, like. <laughs> You know, and he actually ended up, I think, saying E because you got like three rooms, then you've got like a okay. long space. There was yeah. a lot of there was a lot of good answers. A is actually kind of cool, not like an A-frame house, but like the letter is flat. Like, you yeah, know, right. that's like your yeah. Um, but I started thinking about that, and then I was like, well, well, I gotta change it some. What if I did like office layout or something? And then I was like, wait, even better. Brain blast, yeah. What if you moved your office to a popular store? There we I go. Like that. I like that. That's a, always a creative question that makes me think. I like All right. That. And bonus question here, because this was one that Harry had earlier. Let me just get from the hip real quick. Not going to spend a ton of time here. One current or former NHL player that for 420 you would like to share a smoke with. Well, there's an easy answer. We shared a reel of this guy earlier today on our social. Oh, <laughs> the spaceman himself. Like, how can you not pick Ilya Brzezgalov? That is a good one. It's a very good answer. Mac, do you have one? Um, I was kind of, I was obviously I was thinking caps, but I thought Oshi would be a pretty fun one, honestly, because I know he parties, you know, I know he's down to to have fun. Although I also thought if we're talking caps, Kuznetsov could be a good one. 
that would be a trip. We we know he's a goofy guy already, and uh, that that could be a good one. I feel like uh, who's who's one that would be a good. Uh, first that came to mind, honestly, I think Joe Thornton would be a good one, and we just talked about Ooh. a little bit with uh, with Kellen. That would be a an interesting one. I feel I like was, he's a interesting cat. I was thinking about this today when who posted it was it someone posted it on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or something? Yeah, and I was thinking like I don't know why I started thinking about like old school guys, and I was like, wouldn't Gretzky just be like the coolest person to sit down like with over that, and then he just tells you a thousand stories a thousand about stories. the '80s? Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be something. Brett Hall would probably yeah. be a good oh, one. Oh man, that would be a fun one. Sean Avery was a popular one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. Yeah, you know, I'm not so sure yeah, either. I don't think so. I'll pass on that one. All right, boys. <laughs> well, let's uh let's uh quit dicking around here. Let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. We've uh we're recording this on the evening of 420, as you probably could have guessed by that question. Uh currently, while we're recording this, we have game two of Leafs Lightning and Game Two of Rangers Devils, and then later tonight we have uh, who's the West teams? VGK and the Jets. Game Two and the Kraken and the Avs. Yes, okay. sir. So just keep that in mind as we're recording here. Um, follow our YouTube. Obviously, we're going to be dishing out some OT reports uh, for game recaps and pre-game picks. So definitely go subscribe at Empty Betters. All right, Bruins Panthers. Uh, we've got two games under our belt. The series is knotted up 1-1. The Bruins took the first game 3-1. Pasternak, Martian, and DeBrusque all scored for the Bruins. Bergeron did not play, allegedly due to illness. Um, there were actually a bunch of Bruins players that reported they were sick. And then game two, Bergeron misses the second game again. And the Panthers win this one 6-3. to uh, and there was quite a bit of violence in this one. I would say Brandon Montour clearly led the way for the Cats. He's also the first Panthers defenseman in franchise history to score two goals in a playoff game. He played awesome. And he did. You know, game one is everything I expected from the Boston Bruins. They're, you know, passer next scores, Marshan scores. And then DeBrusque scores again in the playoffs, you know, after requesting a trade and all that nonsense. That was prototypical. I thought Alex Lyon looked good in game one. I won't say great. I'll say good. Mm. Game two. I would be concerned if I was a Bruins fan. Uh, yeah. They let in goals like within the first minute of the second and the third periods and just totally let that game slip away from them. And Lyon looked, I thought he looked really good in game two. I thought he looked um, significantly better in game two than he did in game one. Yeah. And, and it's an interesting storyline there, not starting the whatever, $10 million goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, two time Vezina winner. But hey, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with it. Is there anyone in the league that's built for this kind of hockey against the ball, you know, the big mean Bruins as they've traditionally always been? Then Matthew Kachuk, dude, that guy is a fucking. It's an interesting gamer. him it's and an interesting uh, matchup, no doubt. Him and the Lamborghini are out there just running people over and running yep. their mouths. They're having a ton of fun with it. Yeah, it's crazy. Lomber got in a scruff, and then obviously, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the hot mic on ESPN. Oh god, that was that bad. was a hot mic. That was a hot mic. Kachuk, yeah. you can listen to that one yourself if you want but uh the panthers man that game too they they didn't just beat the bruins they whipped the bruins and like well and you know good. i think that's a great way to put it you know the, the montour scores coming out of the second coming out of the second into the third within the first minute and they restore their two goal lead correct and so like at about like 15 minutes to go and or like, you know, 13 minutes to go in that period, I'm thinking, all right, Boston's going to get two in like five minutes and this is going to be a brand new game. They're going to score a third one with like five to go games over. And the Panthers just pulled away with it. Yeah. They completely yeah. took the Bruins out of the game. I thought the same thing. I really didn't expect the uh, the Cats to get one of these first two games, but they did their job, right? They they stole a game uh in boston and now we go back to fla and that'll be really interesting to see how the rest of that one plays out I, the more. bruins are absolutely a much better team and i still fully expect them to win this series but these yeah. are the kind of wins that playoff upsets are built on yeah, well it's good and at the very least we get a little bit of a series here it's more fun if it's one one so i'm here for it 
Yeah. And as long as Bergeron's out, I mean, that's a huge factor yeah. here. That's their heart and soul of their team. Dude must be really that's sick. And, and you're right. There was like a, a flu bug or something going around the whole locker room because ahead of game one, they didn't even know if either of their starting goalies were going to be ready to go. And Allmark ended up playing. I, I can't imagine he probably felt 100%. He was probably kind of sick still, but he got the win. So. so going into this third game coming up, if the Panthers take that, if you're the Bruins, are you panicked? Oh yeah. Well, maybe not panicked, but I'm definitely like concerned. Concerned. You're like, putting okay. yourself in a in a tough spot right away for sure. You yeah. gotta you gotta get ahead of them because that next one's in Florida too. Like that's the tough part about that one is it's it's not the end of the world if you lose one of these games in Florida, but it can't. But it be makes that fourth one. one an essential must win game. It needs to be the the second one if you're gonna do one because you can't lose that momentum. The, the Bruins lost seven games at home ice all year long. And the Cats came in and just beat them six to three. Hey, and we, all, we always say it, the playoff versus yeah, like regular season home totally away different. record, different beast. We talked about it last episode, like the challenge of playing the same team multiple times, like within the span of a week is I don't think enough people uh, take that into consideration. It's sick because you watch teams kind of figure it out, right? I mean, like yep. the Panthers looked like they didn't have a chance in game one for for a couple shifts there at least. And then uh, you start to watch some of the game two and you're like, okay, they, they're making adjustments. They're kind of like, all right, I know, I know you're going to do this. And, you know, the longer it goes, the more you're familiar with the opponent. That's the most fun part about it. Yep. Um, two names I just want to say that I think people are not talking about enough. I already mentioned once, Montour. You guys know he had 73 points in 80 games this season. He was a beast. Yep. Yeah. People that was a up. great that was a great pickup for Florida when they got him from Anaheim. Yeah. They talk about Ekblad being the anchor back there. I think this guy is maybe better this season for them and then I can't believe I'm saying this but no one's talking about Barkov. Like yeah. Chuck again. <laughs> again Lyon. no one's talking about Barkov. Yeah, yeah. for for the awesome. 70th time. So, um game 3 predictions. Let's Let's get him out there. What do you what do you think happens? I don't need a score. I just four to three Bruins okay. in overtime. I like that. I think the Bruins will win. I, I'm not going to give you a score for that one, but I think Bruins take game three. I'm going to get a little toxic here, and I I don't know what the odds will be, but I think the Cats are going to take game three. I see a little panic setting in, just a tiny bit. I, I would love to see it. I would yeah. love to see that too. And like, I actively don't like that hockey team, but I'm still somehow rooting for them. Speaking of a little panic, uh, you want to get into this next one here? Big panic. Uh, yeah, the Maple Leafs and the Lightning. So the Lightning absolutely destroy the Leafs in game one, seven to three. Uh, Belmar. Uh, Sorelli, Kucherov, Point, Perry, Colton, they all score. Uh, O'Reilly, Nylander, Cha-Ching, if you know, you know. And Yant, Crook, all score for the Leafs. Chernak is going to miss game two. Hedman's a game-time decision. I think the biggest storyline here, Michael Bunting gets a three-game sussy for his hit on, I names escaping me, who did he hit? I think it was, um, wasn't that Chernak? It was Chernak, yeah. yeah. It was Chernak. Chernak was a defenseman, so... Yeah, Bunning, three games saucy. That one blows. Uh, Samsonov, hot mic, was like, yeah, I sucked. I'm going to play better. Uh, he was out with the uh, goaltender coach 30 minutes ahead of morning skate this morning working on some point shots and deflections. Yeah, so that'll, that'll fix everything for that'll sure. That'll fix everything. He didn't drop his stick. He did oh, not he put in an extra stick. 30 minutes in the right. morning. Okay, then he's good to go before, now. He's before, I, before I toss it to you guys for yeah. your thoughts, I just want to make it very known. That the biggest thing that I have seen on Twitter from one game of this series is that Wes McCauley, when roughing the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Leafs are 0 and 8. Oh, grow up. Grow you, up if you're one of the people Who is digging that. up this like baseball ass stat of like when the wind blows and the Mets have a right handed pitcher throwing? <laughs> like, you know, come credit on. to uh, Jay Fresh. I saw a tweet from them today that was like, uh, uh, I'm here to like address something that we've all been talking about for a really long time. I finally made a thread. Here's all the like hard like facts to back up how like refs are like totally like favoring one team over another in the NHL playoffs. A thread down below, and you click like show, and there's just nothing <laughs> because, because great, that's just not well. what's happening. 
And someone else pointed out that the head referee for game two, I think his name is Nick Paul, not the player for. Oh, my God. <laughs> or no, it's not Nick Paul. No, the ref that's refing the night was the guy who like called the Nick Paul goal in game seven last year. Something like that. I can't oh. remember. They're making up oh, all this okay. stuff. Okay. But, yeah, whatever. They're, it's literally like the SpongeBob, like drawing X's yeah. on, the, on the blackboard yeah. and every every which way. All right. Thoughts, comments, concerns. Nick, go. So. At the end of the day, this is Leafs Nation, so they're going to do what Leafs Nation do. You know, I was texting with good friend of the program, Nick Bowens, while he was outside uh, of Scotiabank Arena watching this travesty happen. And um, guys, at the end of the day, this is still one loss. It's seven to three, but it is still one loss. So everyone needs to calm down. Now, the problem is, if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you let Tampa Bay put up three goals on you in the first period. And you let them score in the final minute of the first and the second period. And when I say final minute, I mean like final 10 seconds. You can't have that happen. They they pulled it back. It was three to two at one point. And then this game finishes seven to three. They just rolled over and died. Nick, I'm with you that it's only one game, right? And hopefully, you know, obviously it doesn't feel like that for a lot of the diehards. We get it. But if you're on the team, hopefully that's something that the, the players in the locker room are like, you know, really taking hard. It's only one yes. game. Hopefully they're not the ones panicking. And I think that's why they go out and get a guy like Ryan O'Reilly. I think that's somebody that's there to try and like provide a little bit of like calm in a, in a time like this and be like, dude, I don't freak out. I haven't been a part of all these blowups. Like they got to bring some guys in who know how to like get through some of the adversity like that. And I think that'll help. What doesn't help is something that I've been saying all year long and I'm here to rub it in everybody's face. who has been, sending me stats about what a great year Samsonov has had all season. It's the playoffs, baby. It's different. And he looked like hot dog. <laughs> Look at Harry. <laughs> so I don't know who sent you stats. It wasn't me. Okay. Well, uh, here's the thing. He, I, I don't know what, I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll have a bounce back game tonight while we're recording this, but I just well, don't, that is something well, that as a Caps the devil. Fan, yeah, yeah. Speak of the devil. Cause we What's got, up? we're What's recording up? during game two, Nick, you can read Any it off. Update? Because you know how they let Tampa put up three on them in the first period oh, in game God. one? Uh-huh. They're returning the favor in game two. It's oh. three nothing Maple Leafs okay. after one. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe I'll eat shit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I started to, to panic as a Caps fan watching his performance in game one because I know what he's capable of doing in terms of atrocities. And, you know, we all saw it, so... Uh, just one other note about the goal. And Mac, I totally agree with what you're saying. And um, uh, one other note about the Leafs game currently happening. Uh, do you remember what I said last episode about their star players not being able to beat Vasilevsky like around four or five times? Uh, the goals tonight have been scored by Marner, Taveras, and Nylander. Yeah. Dude, William Nylander, let's just take a moment. I love this guy. Probably my favorite player in the Leafs. I'm a huge Matthews fan too, but... Big Willy Willy, as I call him. Dude, that guy is a playoff machine. He scores in every big game. I would be riding him anytime goal scorer on a nightly basis at this point. He has been Wasn't he um, a Team Maryland kid when he was living here? I thought someone told me Great that. question. Don't quote me on that. I could be totally wrong, but I thought someone said Elite that. Elite prospects might say. I don't yeah, know. But probably. um yeah, I mean, let's so let's assume Leafs hold on to the three zero lead and Ilya Samsonov firmly grasps it. Um, you know, we head back to the let's, Sunshine let's check State. Check back in after the conclusion of the second period. Okay, you're right. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, all right, next series we've got the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Islanders. Uh, the Canes they take game one two to one. Rana gets the start. Aho and Nosen score for the Canes. And then Pollock for the Islanders. We move on to game two. That was a 4-3 OT thriller with a very controversial no-call that we'll talk about in a second. Um, big storyline there. Tivu Teravainen is out indefinitely with a broken hand after that slash that he took. Um, yeah, it's a it's a wild, wild series. It's, uh, Mac, I think you said it. It's like the Islanders look like they suck, but they've also only lost by one in both games. It's a weird one. What are your thoughts on this series? So I had to do my fake snoring there where you were talking about game one because that was a very boring game of hockey. Game it two was. It was. was a fun one, though. I really enjoyed watching game two. Um, I'm torn on the OT call. 
I did hear a lot of people also saying that the Canes had like eight guys skating around at one point uh, in overtime. Didn't see it myself, but if that's the case, that is a bad one. This The high stick one, I know you sent the Mike Rupp uh, like explanation video of it. I don't know if I'm really buying that explanation. I didn't either. Because it's like, you got to be in in control of your stick. It doesn't really matter what if they somebody always else tell you. ramps it up. Right. I've seen that call get made a million times in the regular season at least, and I know a different beast, whatever. But, I, yeah, I don't think that that's a reason to not call it because he bounced his stick from his own stick into his face. Like, that. that's just a weird explanation. Either way, we got to move on, right? You can't get hung up on it. Should have been called. Maybe, maybe not. Doesn't matter. Islanders got to find a way to fucking win uh, this next game, obviously. It, I mean, I'm in total agreement with what you just said. It's, it's, it's a penalty. It should have been called. It's a missed call. And this is what happens. This is how fast this game can turn around and burn you. You know, I think there were multiple chances for the Islanders to win that game down the stretch in that third period and they didn't do it. You know, it's one of those ones where, you know, don't let yourself get put in that situation in the first place, you can say. But right. once again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. They've also scored a bunch of like shitty goals, basically. They have. Like like it's just been a bunch of garbage, which if anything, that should just mean look, it's anti Ranta and that it's not Vasilevsky. Shoot the puck a little bit more. Like. Right. I don't know what's going on with the ice, the boards, the sticks in that series, but that puck is made yeah. out of like Super Bowl rubber. It's right. moving, it's bouncing. If I was yeah. either of those teams, I would just continue to shoot the hell out of it because mm-hmm. absolutely, it's doing crazy things right now. Yeah. Well, the series is going to shift back to Strong Island. Obviously, I would even say probably the hardest barn to play in. I mean, that that place is toxic. What do you guys think about Sorokin so far? Um, I mean, game one, two, one, hard to really like fault him too much, but that Slavin goal, did you guys see that Slavin goal from, yep. he shot it from like the corner. It's like, dude, yeah. you gotta, you gotta cut it. You gotta take your angle a little straight. It hasn't been amazing, but it's not like it's, it's not all the, been his fault. Yeah. It's not the goals for me. It's the rebounds. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. active and they've been directly either back at the shooter or to someone who was in a good scoring opportunity. It just doesn't look comfortable to me. I mean, it's only been two games and it's been on the road. So who knows? What are your guys' thoughts for game three as we shift the uh, series back to Long Island? I think the Islanders get one. Yeah, I picked the Isles to win that series. I got to at least stick with them for now and and say they're going to find a way to win that game and stay in this thing. So, Yeah, I'm looking at the odds right now. It is basically a pick them for game three. Mm. So Tough one. Go at your uh, go with your gut there. Over That's going to be a loud ass building. One last yeah. thing: Do you guys think we're going to see Freddie Anderson, or like only if they lose? Or I think if they continue to win games, you're just going to continue to see Ranta. I think if the Islanders maybe win the next two, maybe you see Anderson in Game Five. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. Don't pull a Dean Evison here. But I don't think after one loss, Brenda Moore's we'll going to shelf Ranta. No, I agree. Um, yeah, I take the Islanders game three, two. I think that Barnes going to be absolutely bumping. You're going to see a, a, a really good bet that a lot of people have been taking. And I hammered all four of them tonight. Take first period puck line for the team that's down in the series that really needs to win. I would imagine the Islanders come out absolutely humming in the first period of game three. Honestly, for that series too, Carolina to score first. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they're just going to continue to score first. They might. That's a good point. I mean, and, you know, play heartbreaker here. Pick a money game three. I mean, Carolina is clearly the better team. Just depends what you're riding. Yep. Um, All right. Let's move on to the next series. The Battle of the Hudson. Uh, We got the Devils versus the Rangers. Not much of a game one to really talk about. I mean, it was a 5-1 win for the Rags. Uh, It was a miracle overhit for me. So thanks. Uh, Jack Hughes scores a p- penalty shot for the Devils, but other than that, it was all Rangers. Tarasenko. It wasn't, uh, wasn't like really 5-1, though. Wasn't there like an empty netter? And then yeah, like it was, was, was like kind of f- like a 3-1, 4-1 game. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised yeah. the goalie was pulled, too, to be honest. but Me, too, know, but I was praying yeah, to God to. at that point. <laughs> Tarasenko gets one. Kreider gets two and is now the all-time leading New York Ranger playoff goal scorer. That's wow. nuts. That is crazy, actually. 
And then we get Lingren and Heedle with one. Uh, yeah, let's suck off Crides a little Wait, bit. American what's his boy. total? I think he's at. I'll look it up. It's either forty-five or thirty-five. I'll I'll look yeah. it up. But you guys, it's talk- like it's one of those tricky stats because like the Rangers like won what that have cup been in. around forever. So but that's they're why like they- they're kind of the worst out of the original six teams in terms yeah. of like winning. Yeah, so, like way back in the day, especially. Yeah, yeah. like no, I think what fair. they they didn't win any cups between nineteen forty and ninety four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, Chris Kreider, all time. Oh no, that's four days ago. Well, he only had one goal, right? And that or two goals. So he has thirty six. Okay, thirty six playoff goals. He okay. is now the leader. All time in the playoffs for the Rangers in goals, power play goals, and game winning goals. Wow. How about that. And then someone said, Does yep. number 20 deserve to be in the rafters at MSG? Don't know. That's a good Don't question. know. We'll see what they do this uh, postseason, I guess. I think if they win a Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, yes. Or if he if wins he, a Stanley if, Cup, or if he ends, ends his career there. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So uh, we, we, we know game one, it was all rags and lingering, man. I, I would kill to have that guy on my team. He's just an absolute warrior in the playoffs. I'd kill him over the Caps. Any of their defense on my team. Yeah, true. Game two thoughts, predictions. I'm looking now live. We're zip zip with like nine to go in the first. Devil's getting outshot kind of bad again though right away. Yeah, it's eight to three. What are your thoughts, Nick? I mean, we've got the experience versus the inexperience. Uninspired is what I'm going to use my word as for the Devils here is what Mm. I thought in that first game. It's not that, you know, it's not that they didn't have life. It just it didn't look like it was there. Maybe it was game one nerves. Maybe they, you know, they were overwhelmed. I don't know. But New York just put their foot on the gas right away and didn't take it off. And it's not going to happen. I'll tell you what, if that keeps up. I'll tell you what, they better find a way, the Devils, that is, to win this game because a lot of people forget. I almost forgot for a second. The Devils are the higher seed here. They have a nice advantage. If they don't win tonight, then they got to go in and win at least one game at MSG. That is not a not an easy it's not task. Easy. So, yeah, they better hope they can find a way to come out on top here while we're recording. I'm going to say they get it done. They get it done tonight. That's what I would I'm agree. going with. I would like to think that. I do have money on the Devils tonight, one of my picks. Um, Jack Hughes, I mean, he did score. It was on a penalty shot, oddly enough, but definitely some frustration there. Uh, I I did like what I, I totally forget who was calling that game. Um, it was the guy between the glass set. He was like, hey, this goal matters. You know, that's your star player going out there one-on-one against their goalie and saying, hey, I can beat you. Yeah. No, I don't disagree Good with point. that. He did look frustrated. I mean, the Rangers were suffocating him all game. I think he's getting... Uh, a, a fairly good taste of one, some big defensive that he's going up against as a smaller guy, and two, his first playoff run. So, all right, you guys are th- thinking Devils game two. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. I thought this game. I thought this series was going to go seven originally. Might change that to six. We'll see. Stay tuned. I think the rag will take it in six at this point, but we will see. All right, let's move out west. The Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Jets as underdogs, uh, fairly decent underdogs, actually. Take game one, five to one. Uh, Kyle Connor, Nick Chiching, uh, PLD, Wheeler, and Lowry has two. And then Carlson scores for Vegas. Uh, I know this one went viral everywhere. Jets forward Morgan Barron takes a skate to the face, gets 75 stitches, and then comes back less than a period later. Hockey guy of the week. Animal. That shit's awesome. I love when we did you guys watch like the replay at all? Yeah, it was yeah, brutal. It's crazy. The, the, the post-game presser where he's just completely like yeah. sliced up. Yeah. Shout out to Nuts. um former cap Chandler Stevenson, who was kind of like the guy like running into him, you know, from behind. And you know, he when he saw what happened, like pulled him up and saw right away. And yeah, um, I absolutely did the right thing. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Thoughts on the game. Not what I expected. Honestly, I'll, I'll start <laughs> with that. I mean, the, the jets, I should have probably given them a little more credit. They looked good. Um, it, you start to wonder, do we see the goalie carousel uh, happen? Because 
That's what we talked about in the preview. That's yep. what the big question mark was going into this series in Vegas. And so I don't know. Have they confirmed a uh, goalie for tonight yet? I, I haven't checked, checked already. But Mac, I'm going to echo everything you said. You know, I, I did pick the Jets in six in this series, I believe. Um, I, I picked the Jets. I don't know if it was six or not. I can't remember. But yeah, I mean, not what I expected at all either. I was happy that they won five to one and uh, definitely happy, Harry, that we made some money on Kyle Connor scoring. Um, so they, they are going back to Brossois tonight. Yep. Okay. They got Brossois versus Hellbook in net for game two. And honestly, I, something else to mention, shots of the first game were 31 for the Jets and only 17 for the for the Knights. So, I mean, yep. more than anything, it's like not really the goalie's fault. They didn't shoot the puck enough to, to have a chance. I think that Vegas is in a lot more trouble than they think after this game one loss because I think the Jets are more than capable of winning this second game. Yeah. You don't want to play catch up against Connor Hellba. You do not want to play <laughs> I mean, that's and you not... don't want to play catch up having to go into Winnipeg to do oh, it. Oh my god, no. It, that's a, this up. is a similar like uh like yeah. Devils how badly yes. they need to win before they go to MSG. You can't go into Winnipeg without a win yet in this series. They will they will Hellebuck hear... and that atmosphere in my oh. brain count as one win out of those yeah. two games already. Right. They'll cheer you out of that town for sure. Exactly. Uh one nothing jersey. Yep. There we go. They, they get on the board. We got a goal from Eric Howla. Nice. So there you go. He's a gamer. Layoff legend Eric Howla. Mm-hmm. Uh game two thoughts and predictions for Jets Knights. I do think VGK gets it done tonight. Uh Jack Eichel had an absolutely awful game one. I know that was uh said by a lot of VGK fans. I think he's gonna come out tonight. Shooting the puck a lot. I think he scores, gets his first playoff goal of his career. Um, however, I am very nervous if I'm a VGK fan. Yeah. I feel like I really underestimated the Jets. Nick, kudos to you for the underdog pick. It, you know, that looks decent right now. Yeah. They kind um, of remind me of like the Islanders the year they went to yeah. the conference final. Just like yeah. not a ton of people that you think twice about, but guys that just play like this Morgan Barron kid just play mm-hmm. so freaking hard. They're a heavy yeah. hitting team. The Jets always have been branded that way. Like they'll put the hurt on you for sure. Yep. So Not what do you guys think you for game? Play catch up. Game two thoughts. Or I'm going to go right back to the Jets based on what I saw in game Ooh. one. I like it. I will. I'll stick with the, with the Knights. I think they, they, they badly need a win tonight and they're going to find a way to get it done. We have the odds for that game in front of us here. We've got the Jets as plus 140 underdogs. Oh, if that's the case, though, I mean, yeah, <laughs> low-key, hard to pass up after right. what we saw in game Vegas, one. Vegas minus 160. That is a hefty price. Oh, that's, oh that's, a little, that. that's a little steep unless they know something we don't. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next series. If I didn't get rid of my notes on my tab, that would have been awesome. Nick, do you want to tee it off while I get back online here? I think, can we go ahead and call this the best series already? It's the Edmonton Oilers and the Los Angeles Kings. Like, I've had the most fun watching these games, I think, out of any other ones so far. Game one, the Kings take it in a stunner 4-3 to three in overtime. The Oilers bounce back in game two, but guys, right off the bat, I think the biggest story for me has to be that the LA Kings have held Connor McDavid to one assist through two games. First of all, I'm with you. This has definitely been the best one. Definitely been my favorite one to watch so far. Uh, I also, I feel like I have a little more skin in the game. Harry and I both, because I I don't know if it's, just me or what? It seems like Harry and I are the only two people on the face of the earth that picked the Kings to win this series. Like I saw everyone posting their brackets and looking at it. I I don't think anyone, like especially all the analysts on NHL network and whatnot, all the ESPN guys, no one picked the Kings. So I really want to be right about this, but uh, they look good so far. And especially uh, given the circumstances, they were missing Velarde for game one. He came back for game two. Scores Um, in game two. Yep. Yep. But they're still missing Fiala, right? So it's uh, Kempe has been great. Kopitar has been great. Um, Kopitar's been unreal. Yeah, Kopitar, man, he looks like he's in his prime right now, which is crazy to say. But and four, in a way, points. most important of all, I thought Corpusalo looked yeah. great hey, in game two. Absolutely. Game one, okay. Game two was great. I gotta hand it to uh Morgan. I was I was uh shitting on them for that trade so much, saying first of all, Copley's good enough, and second of all, don't trade quick. I think they made that was smart as hell because 
in hindsight, you look at it now, I don't think you want to put a ton of pressure on a guy like Phoenix Copley to go again. I mean, yes, he was good for you down the stretch in the regular season, but you don't want that to be your only option. Um, no, absolutely. And Corpus Allo, man, like you said, they, they've really uh, – he's he's showed that he can uh, rise to the occasion here. He's looked good. Uh, this is my favorite series. And, Mac, I agree. Every single person that we have talked to has – Edmonton in the third round of the cup final. Yep. Nick, I think you're included in that. Not trying to pin you down. There. I had a hard nope, time doing it, right. but I, I just, I had Morgan as a bug in my ear the whole time. And I, was I just like, was, I told, I told Mac it. last episode, this was the series that took me no lie, 20 minutes to pick. I sat yep. there literally going back yep. and forth, but yep. I just couldn't pick against McDavid. No, no it's I, I understand that. Um, the Kings are, a, they're a fun team, man. Yeah, I they said are. that yep. a lot, but. I love they go down. Them. Here's the thing: they go down two nothing in both of these games, right? Mm-hmm. And they make it. They make it back and win the first one. But you can't be doing that. Like, yeah. I will say also, Skinner as as good as he has been all season long. I was still not so on the Oilers because I was like, you know, is this guy going to rise to the occasion? I think he's been okay, but there's a couple goals where I'm like, I oh, I've shit on this I, guy like all. I think year. it's starting to show like that. This just isn't like you're you know you don't have like a super reliable option here i know he's gotten the job done and he's had some good stretches but like there was a particular goal and i I wish i could remember who scored it now but it was one where he's coming around the goal scorer is coming around the crease and like kind of goes right through the crease and like tucks it in like a wraparound but goes far side and like skinner follows him the whole way but just doesn't quite get there and it like goes against his skate goes in the net that he's like in the crease though. That's your crease, dude. Like you got to be more aggressive. You like got to like, don't get the puck, get him. Yeah. Or like, yeah, do something. And he's just like all the way in his net, like following the puck until it's behind him. And I was like, okay, this is starting to show that you guys don't have like a top tier goalie here. Like when and you I, accidentally put your controller in goalie mode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Uh, I'm not sold. One other note I have from game one. Evan Bouchard woke up. Holy rock. Holy shit. Holy can that shit. guy shoot the puck? <laughs> yeah, that was an absolute dip. That's exactly, you know, what they were waiting for when they drafted this guy. And I think they were all so excited to see that show up in the playoffs. I mean, he had another one that went dead off the post and it was like a totally different tone. The kid's a shooter. Made. I oh, mean, absolutely. Like he's playing to his strengths. He needs to shoot the puck more. He's got a wicked shot. Rooting for the Kings hard though. Um, I love Philip Deneau, man. What a what a trade that or was he a sign? No, they signed him. I think that's uh yeah. that goal he scored was really nice, just on and off his stick, like just plus he looked, like he looked like such a pro doing it. He's been shadowing McDavid the entire series, and you just I mean look at their ice time; it's it's nearly identical. And the fact that he's held him to essentially one point and yeah prevented and that was on him the from power play, <laughs> right? Like this is nuts. Yeah, I love Deneau. I the the way he plays, I love his game. I do want to read this one stat because we've been talking about McDavid, Bouchard, Kopitar, all these guys. Leon Dreisaitl. Let me hit you up with this one. He had two goals in game one, and then he had a goal in game two. He now has 21 goals and 43 assists in his career in the playoffs through 39 career games. There are only two other players in the history of the NHL that have 20-plus goals and 40-plus assists through their first 40 playoff games. Can you guess who they are? Gretzky and Lemieux. Amen. Bing, bing, bing. Wow. Not bad company to be in. That dude is a gamer. So No, I mean, he's oh, yeah. in a way almost single-handedly kept the Oilers alive in both of these games. I mean, when you consider that, you know, like Mac was saying, that they were up to zip in both games and then yeah. they blew those leads, you know, the goals he's provided, I don't really think you can put a price on. All right, game three predictions. We've got, and I already know what everybody, well, I know what Mac's going to say. Game three predictions, we've got Ed, uh, Edmonton as minus 140 road favorites. The LA Kings are plus 120 home underdogs. Over-under is set at six and a half. I'm taking the Kings game three. I don't know about you guys. I think I am too. I think they get they get uh back on top here. I, I've liked their game so far. They got to shoot the puck a little more, but uh, I think I like them to win next game. 
I think McDavid breaks through in game three, and then I think the Kings tie it up in game four. I could see that. One of these games is going to go to OT again, I feel like. I feel like this one's going to have like two or three OT games. Oh, I could see both of these games in L.A. going to overtime. Margarita Mac. I would love nothing more to see that. I'll have to I'll have to let you know after a margarita on game day. That those are the rules. I don't make them. I just follow them. <laughs> All right. Next series. You've got the defending cup champs, the Colorado Avalanche against the expansion team, the Seattle Kraken, making their first postseason appearance. And the Kraken with an incredible upset as huge underdogs in game one. Take the game three to one. Tolvanen, Wenberg, and Geeky score for Seattle, and Rantanen scores for the Avs. I saw one tweet from Jay Fresh that made me laugh because he tweeted it before the game. He goes, wouldn't it be funny if the Avalanche got goalied by Philip Grubauer? And sure as shit, that's exactly what happened. Thoughts? I mean, the dude made 34 of 35 saves in game one against his former team and the Stanley Cup defending champs. That's pretty darn good. I think we could very easily see a like a capital scenario here where they win the Stanley Cup and then lose in the first round the following year. I I don't know why that Avs yeah. team did not look good in game 1. Mm-hmm. Uh hopefully we see them bounce back in game 2, but you know, like Harry like you said, you know, Philip Grubauer looked good, like good enough to steal that series in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I slept on the Jets, you didn't. One team that I kind of liked all year um, and I liked them in this series. I didn't pick them, but I still like them to make it competitive. I've really liked the way the Kraken play, especially on the road. They've been a road team all season. That's where they thrive. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a hell of a game one. Let's not forget uh, Tolvanen was waived by the pan- or by the Preds. He was. Yeah, people forget he was one of the best fantasy pickups I made. Uh, game two is tonight. Uh, we've got the Kraken coming in at plus 190. I know our buddy Terry is on them again to really make things uh, dramatic for Colorado. Uh, Colorado is minus 230. That's a pretty hefty price. I would imagine McKinnon's going to shoot the puck nine times. He had seven shots in game one. I think he's going to have like nine or ten in game two. I would take the abs to bounce back tonight. You I, would, think. I would think so too. I mean, that's the obvious pick, right? You would think. Um, one guy that I think people should keep their eye on. I tweeted this out earlier from the EB account. Jared McCann had 40 goals this season. He's like plus 240 to score against the abs, like all series long. That's crazy. It's a fat price. Definitely bang that. Yeah. So I would, uh, I'd be looking at that. Nick, you going to change your pick. You think Seattle pulls off the upset or do you think it was just a one game wonder? I think after watching game one, I think Seattle very likely could. Uh, I don't think they will. I think it's going to take a lot for them to. They've proved a lot of people that they're at least in it. right? Like if this goes seven now, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. Or six at least. Yeah, I would still, you know, based on, you know, you have to do the roster test. You look at that abs roster. I think you still take them to win the series. Mm hmm. You would think, uh, and I agree with that. I think they'll bounce back in game two. Um, and this is something I said earlier. If you don't want to lay the minus 230, I would bet a lot of money that the abs are going to end up spanking the Kraken in the first period. If you bet them puck line, you can get that at plus 130. That's a lot better of a price than minus 230. So Decent. keep your eye on that first period puck line. Um, all right. The last series before we move on to discussions and trivia Uh Probably my second favorite series behind L.A. and Edmonton, the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild. This series has been chaos factory. It has been absolutely crazy. We need we need like uh, more of of what we saw in that game one, though. I mean, the second game, I think, was good, but I want more of the the overtime, the double overtime shit. That's what we need here. Yeah, I think the biggest storyline here, the Wild take game one and start Philip Gustafson. It goes to double OT and they win the game three to two. Um, obviously, we'll talk about this in a second. Matt Dumba took over the internet by just destroying Joe Pavelski and put him in concussion protocol. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and then game two, Dean Evanson decides to go with Mark Andre Fleury between the pipes instead of Gustafson. I'm assuming because he played five periods of hockey about 48 hours prior. And the stars end up whipping them seven to three, and Rupe Hint scores a hat trick. So, 
let's talk about the Dumba hit first. Mac, I'll let you start. I was watching live when this happened, and to me, I think there's a couple things here. I think, is it a late hit? Yeah. Um, is it a super necessary hit? Probably not. Um, is it dirty in terms of contact? To me, no. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like directly to the head. Obviously, unfortunate result. Hits his head on the ice. Didn't play the next game, and that's somebody you want to especially see uh, playing. Joe Pavelski rocks. We all love him, but uh, yeah, I don't think that uh, Dumba did anything crazy here. And I don't think he deserved a, um, a dispen- uh, excuse me, a suspension. I think the NHL actually got this one right. Um, I think they could have given him two minutes for interference. They didn't even do that. Um, but that's kind of my two cents on it. I, I think obviously it's it's an unfortunate result, like I said. But I think not a not an egregiously bad hit. Maybe a little late. That's it. I think I echo everything Max said. We were, you know, talking all of us in the group chat at the time of, uh, you know, right after it happened. And in my opinion, it's late. It's unnecessary. You know, this is a hit that probably 10, 15 years ago, we would see after nearly every whistle in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm -hmm. You don't see it now. They're trying to take these hits out of the game. And for obvious reason, you never want to see a guy, uh, especially a guy, you know, as loved as Joe Pavelski is, get hurt in a situation like that and have to be helped off the ice. So obviously, you know, hope he can get back to playing and, you know, back to health as soon as possible. I think two for interference was the right call. I I don't know why that wasn't the case, but I agree with you. I I don't really think we were looking at a suspension here. I think the bunting one, absolutely, you're looking at yeah. a suspension. And to be honest, I was a little bit surprised for three games for that. But yeah, I'm good with no suspension here. I just, it's going to be interesting to see how this continues to play out. Uh, there's a lot of chippy stuff going on back and forth in this series. You've obviously, you know, you've got Ryan Reeves involved in this series. So that's going to yeah. be a focal point of it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Tough guys on both sides. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, unnecessary hit, but not a dirty hit. Definitely a late hit, but I think not late. Point of to... contact was clean, and that's the big yeah, thing yeah. for me. Right, right. It wasn't late enough, like you know, um, Scott Stevens on Lindros. Late. No, like no, no, it no, wasn't. No. It wasn't right. quite to that degree. So, I mean, I ha- only have a problem with it because I was like, and I think I told you guys this: it's Pavelski, like. You lay out anybody else on the team, I'm like, okay, but you know, you yeah. lay out the 39 year old vet. Like, it is kind of like a a no no. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just that that's kind of the part that didn't whatever. stick well with me. But it is. We've also it's... seen that happen with him in the playoffs before. So mm-hmm. you talk about a veteran who deserves a cup. That's the guy who yeah. I think out of anybody deserves the cup the most. Um, talking about veterans, uh, who actually already have a cup, Mark Andre Fleury. Can anyone tell me why in the hell Dean Evason made a crazy unforced error? You start Philip Gustafson, who I think has had a Vezina near, near Vezina caliber season. Uh, you start him in game one. He looked good. He didn't play unbelievable, but he looked pretty damn good to me. And he yeah. got you the win. I don't see why you change it up after that. I think you should go holding the two. Dallas Stars to two goals. No, it was great. That's good. Like, yeah, come on, good. what are you doing here? And he dude? made a lot of good saves. And Flurry also has not had a very good year. No, and they just they just flexed for no reason. They're like, oh, well, we have two really good goalies. We're going to use them both right away. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Did anyone see Flurry on that breakaway trying it to like, was stack the it pads and like? just goes right through him and he like slams his stick at like he looks not confident he looks just like he he doesn't think he should be in there uh and he shouldn't and he definitely like i mean he did get hung out to dry a couple times but yeah mac you're right there were times when he looked like he did not belong in that cage you know i feel like we just saw load management in playoff hockey like they i guess because they played five periods honestly that's the only thing i can think of that would make him make that decision yes but Unless you know, there was something said to both of them going into the playoffs, like, hey, you're each going to get a game and whoever plays better is going to take it from there. I, I don't know, but I don't know. I, it, it, yeah, I don't think I'm you like, can do it like that in the post. I don't either. I don't think that's. Yeah, 
I just feel like you don't load manage the second no. game of the playoffs. Like no, that's a little too soon. You ride the hot hand. If anything, he's gonna feel he that guy's in this series. He's dialed the fuck in. He just played five periods right off the bat and he won. Send him back out there. Like, like maybe that's what you want. Is maybe if like you're that. up three games to nothing and like yeah, going throw back him in home. to get him a game or something. I don't I don't hate that. Sure. Yeah. But you don't start fucking around with a one nothing lead in the series. So no. Well, we're knotted up at one game each. We're taking the series back to Minnesota, the state of hockey. That's going to be a wild scene, no pun intended. Um, pick them for game three. My Each team is minus 110. Who you got? It's interesting. I mean, the Stars scoring woke up in the second game. You know, uh, Hints, Sagan, Ben, big guns are scoring for them, so – you would say momentum is on their side, but I think that building's going to be a lot. I think you put Gustafson back in the cage. I think Mini wins a, a a tight one, similar to game one. I literally agree with everything Nick just said. Goes back to Mini, Gustafson back in net. They win, close game, but wild win. I picked the Stars to win the series. I don't even know why I did this, but I picked them to go to the Cup for some stupid reason. That was dumb. I don't know why I did that. Um yeah, that building's going to be crazy. I feel like the Wild will come out buzzing, probably get a 1-0 lead. I don't know. I'm thinking this game goes to OT. I see 3-2 three t- three overtime. I want to say the Stars with every part of me, but I'm going to end up taking the Wild, I think. Ooh. I think the Wild will take game three. That is a series where every night I'd be betting the draw. That's a that's a yeah, tight. That's well. a good one. It's gonna happen at least one more time, if not more. You're gonna you're gonna probably lose once on like what we saw in game two. Like there's gonna be like a five to one, a five to two, a seven to four, like runaway game. But I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the discussion portion of the episode. We'll do this quickly. All right, Nick, what team? Have you been most impressed by and least impressed by to the start of the playoffs? I think most impressed. I got to go with the LA Kings. Like I said, to hold Connor McDavid to one assist through two games, I thought they were fantastic. And then who are you uh, least impressed by? Least impressed. I'm going to go with the Devils. I know that's a tough one to say, but uh, they just looked flat to me. They didn't really look up to the challenge of playing against the Rangers. Obviously, they've got a one nothing lead right now. Hopefully, they continue that and finish the game out tonight. I'm going to agree with the Kings for most impressed. I echo everything you said about LA. Definitely just the most impressive. A uh, little bit of a surprise for some people. And for least impressed, I'm going to go VGK. 17 shots on goal. Not good enough. Do better. For most impressed, I am going to go with the Winnipeg Jets. That's a good I, one. I know I said I was sleeping on them, and I really was. Um, they looked dominant in that game one. With my least impressed, I am going to – if I didn't know that the Leafs were winning right now, I'd probably pick them, but I know they're winning. So I'm going to go with the Colorado. They're only Lynch. winning by two now, though. Oh, okay. So he dropped the stick. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Avalanche. I think – Game one, you lose 3-1 to the Kraken. That's a rough one. They just didn't look good. They got goalied, too. So I'm I'm looking like for that. more out of them. Um, all right, next question. Road teams went 6-2 and two in game ones this year. Which road win has the biggest impact on its series? I got to go with the Jet, that Jets win in Vegas. That's a tough nice. building to win in. I second that one. I was going to say, I think the Jets road win was definitely the biggest one for me. We kind of answered it earlier. It's either that or the Rangers in a way, right? Because yep. like people keep forgetting they're, they're starting off on the road and they maybe shouldn't be, but they kind of lucked out in a weird way. Like not. Yeah. It looked like a home game to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. No, that's the other thing. Too, Did you see but... how much blue was in that? Bro, that shit's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that that is, especially if they find a way to win tonight, I, I guess we won't, we won't know, but if, if somehow Rangers go up to nothing, that's uh, that's clear in a way the biggest road wins. I mean, I guess no doubt. That's toast up to nothing, if they go but, up to yeah. nothing. Anyway. All right, and then for the series that have two games under their belts as we're recording this, which team should be most concerned? I have a feeling all three of us are going to have the same answer for this one. Nick, you start. This is tough. I think I know what you're going to say. 
I'm, I think the easy answer here is the New York Islanders. You haven't won a game yet. Yeah. You haven't really looked like, I mean, through parts of game two, you were in control, but essentially both of these games now going back to New York are must win games. Yep. I think yep. it's either the Islanders. If you made me, I mean, it is the Islanders. If you made me pick like a, you can't pick the Islanders. I'd actually go with the Bruins. I think I was that, say that's, the Bruins. that's a good the, one too. The next most concerning, the other two that have, that were through two games with wild and stars and Oilers Kings doesn't even matter. Those games are, or those series are going six or seven either way. Somebody's going to win them late. The other two, it's like, it's a little sketchy, especially for the Islanders, but it's a little sketchy for the Bruins too. Just I'm yeah. with you on the Bruins. Just That's the bit. one I was going to say, especially if Berger, like whatever's going on with Bergeron, because RA was going on some. Yeah, they got to figure it out. Like he played in the 82nd game and he should have, but then they say he's sick. And I'm like, is he sick or is he hurt? Well, I've, I've heard illness. I've heard injury. If you're the Panthers, any game he's not in the lineup is a game you must win. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, so that'll do it for uh, the discussion of the week, which was brought to you by Kane Footwear. Nick, I think you have a word from them. Yeah. I um, Speaking of Canes, I love the ones you got recently. What was the uh, the color pattern on that? It is, uh, it's like a red with a cream bottom. Nice. Um, it's uh, one of their new colorways. Definitely use those after running the 26.2. Definitely needed some recovery. Got the blood flow going to my feet. Uh, some guys in the beer league team all chipped in and are rocking them now. So we are team Kane. Nice. Yeah, we absolutely love them. They help us recover. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. Uh, for sure. All right. Some quick news and then we'll wrap up here. Uh, Alex Texier. Tex- nice. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Nice. Alex Texier. Um, he is the Blue Jackets forward who's a native of France that will return to the NHL next season following a year with the ZSC Lions. Following an injury, the NHL and NHLPA Substance Abuse and Behavioral Health Program felt it was best for Texier to be living close to his family this past year, but he will be back with the Blue Jackets next season. That's always good to hear. Love that. He actually was like kind of talented. He This uh, kid's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was awesome in that uh, playoff upset they had of the Leafs yes. in the first round. Yes, he was. Uh, Team USA is the new global champ of women's hockey. Uh, Hillary Knight scored a hat trick to lift Team USA to a 6-3 victory during its IIHF Women's World Championship game on Sunday. So a big shout out to the women's USA hockey team. Beautiful. Sorry about it. Love to see it. <laughs> Sorry about it. Uh, that's all the news we have. Obviously, we covered all of the series. So to wrap up the show, we have our trivia segment, which is presented by Elwoods. I think Mac has a couple things to say about them. Love Elwoods. If you're in Milwaukee or in the greater Milwaukee area, be sure to head down to Elwoods, especially if you're watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. Go there sporting your favorite jersey of any NHL team that has a game that night. Uh, they will most certainly be playing the games already, but if they're not, kindly ask the bartender. They're all wonderful people. Ask them to put the game on, and if your team that you're sporting the gear of scores a goal, you get a free shot of Pink Whitney. What's not to love about that? So a uh, huge shout-out to Elwood's Bar. Uh, also, go there and do a pizza beer luge. I'll, yes. let you, uh, I'll let you figure that out. Wow. Okay, if you then. were at Elwood's right now, you would have just seen Rick Moranis. I mean, John Taveras put uh, the Leafs back up four to one. Okay, there you go. Love and that. Probably some Leafs fans just got some free uh, Pink Whitney shots. Okay, trivia. Let's go. Let's uh, let's close this uh, heater of an episode off on this day in hockey history on four twenty plays uh, in the year two thousand two. Which goalie recorded his thirteenth career playoff shutout? In a in a two to nothing win over the Islanders in Game Two of the Eastern Conference quarterfinals, Martin Brodeur. Eh, wrong shit, Harry. All right, Eastern Conference because they played the Islanders. Goalie yep. two thousand two quarterfinals. That's what first round. So first round, Game Two, oh. round one, two nothing dub for this team, and it Curtis is Curtis Joseph. Ding 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 ding. 
Whoa. God damn it, Nick. Nick? It was my turn to pick. All right, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. Matt Sundin had assists on both of the Toronto third period goals. Joseph ended up retiring with 16 career playoff shutouts. Who are the only two that had more in history? 23 and 24 piece for these two gentlemen. Marty's copy one of them. Ding, 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 ding. Who's the other? Uh, Marty had the most with 24. Who has 23? Patrick Waugh. Has to be, right? Ding, 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 nice. ding. Nice. You all are beautiful can people. We bring you know back, your hockey history. Can we bring back early 2000s goalies? Why are they so oh, cool back then? Cujo, yeah. Marty Turco. So yeah. Yeah. What? Let's go. Roman Vesa Toskala. Come Yo, on. Mika Kiprasov. Okay, yes. we're, we'll go uh, all day. Somebody's got to I'm just going to say this. Goalies are not as cool now as they used to be. No, it's just not, not the same. Like the hockey goalie was the Careful pinnacle what of you hockey. say. This is a goalie podcast. We've had a lot of new goalies yeah. on the yeah, A lot fuck. of our friends, too. Yeah, shit. Uh, I don't know. It's just like, like I'm talking pros, but. But they're not like, I mean. They're like, so badass, dude. Like Eddie Belfour is a badass. I mean, you know, minus a couple, two, three things. But like, you know. A couple, two, three. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, we'll be back probably Monday or Tuesday of next week. We're doing our twice a weeks for round one and two, as you already know. Um, enjoy the weekend. Uh, watch some playoff hockey this weekend. It's going to be a fun one. You guys got any final notes before we wrap up? Go, Kings, go. Go. Didn't True. you pick the Oilers? Yeah, <laughs> but I'm still rooting for the Kings. Okay, love cool. That. Yeah, we love, love that. that. This is a Kings podcast. I'm essentially, no, it's so funny. Like, I'm essentially rooting against every one of my picks. Minus the Canes, Islanders won. Fuck the Canes. Wax. Wow. Yeah. Much more fuck the Islanders, but I respect it. All right, everybody. We appreciate the love and support as always. And without further ado. Class dismissed.